Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to Active Spirituality. Life with Pamela and Susie Mazzoli. Pam is going to tell us all about starting Monday, April the 11th, and then I'll be back with our meditation. Full moon coming up. The full moon is coming up for Easter weekend for those of you who mark that time. But what I'm talking about to start is Monday the 11th. And For those of you who had a rocky or stressful week last week, um, the good news is that the Mars-Saturn conjunction has passed and Mars is now in the last (coughs) degrees of Aquarius before it will move into Pisces later this week and I will be talking about that. But it has been a rather stressful stretch for Mars in Aquarius, which oftentimes is not thought of as being the most um, um, uh, strident placement for Mars, because in Aquarius it tends to hone the blade, figure out strategy, work in ways that have to do with... uh, what seems logical or uh, the most direct course from a perspective of how to move with the most effective results. Uh, Because Saturn has also been in Aquarius, it has been particularly harsh. And we certainly have seen that on the world stage And for some of us, that may have affected us personally, especially those with uh, planets, major planets, sun, moon, uh, Mars, Venus, Mercury, uh, your angles, rising side, mid heaven, in late degree of uh, any fixed sign, but especially Aquarius, uh, Scorpio, Leo, or Taurus. So on the 11th, we have a perhaps continuation of this theme, but ideally not with the same harshness. The moon is in the sign of Leo, and ordinarily when I speak about the moon in the sign of Leo, I'm telling you, uh, you might want to dress up, be glamorous, do things that are dynamic or cultural or partying, things that have to do with generosity of soul. Because as the moon travels, it's going to be in opposition first with Saturn. And that'll happen uh, in the early evening Eastern time. 
specifically 8.50, 8.50 p.m. Eastern time, it can once again be kind of a harsh day where things that people might want to do, generosity of spirit, overtures of love, uh, courageous uh, movements get thwarted or blocked or challenged in an authoritative way, either by an outside force or within yourself. It it can depend on a person's dynamic makeup. But as the evening progresses, there should be a softening of conversations uh, with the self or other people. And it can be certainly an enjoyable evening. Just keep in mind that there may be restrictions or, or stops or blocks that had been unanticipated. On Tuesday the 12th, the moon is also in the sign of Leo in the early morning. And it doesn't go into the next sign until dot, 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 Virgo at 10.07 a.m. So the early morning hours may feel particularly challenged for some of us, especially those who rise early in the morning. Could be arguments with yourself, arguments with other people. If there's a small child in your house, expect an argument. <laughs> because when Moon and Mars are in dialogue, it brings up the terrible twos. And we can feel this within us. We can confront it with someone unexpected. But children are, are great expressionists about when planetary movement is happening quickly. And as you heard me laugh, the best way to take this is with humor. However, of course, if you're dealing with someone who is really in a state, do not express that humor because that will only irritate them more. But realize that this is a temporary passage and the best way to deal with it is to diffuse, diffuse, diffuse. The, when the moon is void, of course, throughout the rest of the morning until uh, it enters Virgo, that's a good time to be just finishing up projects, doing things already in motion, or just really enjoying time, the pleasure of life, if possible. When the moon enters Virgo, we're in very different energy, and it is welcome energy because it is moving in a way that gathers strength. Now, Tuesday the 12th is a day that I have earmarked and mentioned on and off throughout our Longview discussions, because that's the day that Jupiter and Neptune are in conjunction, and the exact time is 10.42 a.m. Eastern time. So... Here's the thing about when this occurs. Jupiter-Neptune ideally, in its ideal, is a wonderful, juicy sink into the ultimate expression of love and creativity. 
Jupiter magnifies whatever it's in contact with. And with Neptune in the sign of Pisces, as it's traveling through its last decan right now, this configuration is going to happen at 23 degrees and change, almost 24. So if you know you have those degrees in your horoscope, especially immutable signs, uh, Gemini, Sagittarius, Pisces, or Virgo, this is going to affect you personally. So where does that Jupiter land in your horoscope? What is being magnified exponentially? And ideally it is the highest manifestation of love and creativity. But for some of us, it's going to jazz up and, and emphasize another aspect in our horoscope. Maybe it's Mars. And as I was talking about earlier, Mars, planet of desire, aggression, how we assert ourselves, the libido, depending on how it's positioned in your horoscope, it can really magnify that sense of uh, this is something I must do now with almost a blindsided uh, sense of where it's going to go. Because Neptune in Pisces, this has been a very challenging journey for us. Uh, Neptune's slow-moving planet, it, it indicates how we're all connected in the universal unconscious. And the sign of Pisces, yes, it can, it can really wake up a person's hunger or need for the numinous, for a spiritual connection, for loving gestures within the earth and our environment. But it can also be a strong need to escape, to go to places that are not of this world, which is unfortunately, sadly, shown in what's gone on with the uh, epidemics of addictions and self-medications, love of um, alcohol sales have gone off the roof, wine production, and of course, the whole OxyContin nightmare. Um, So the pandemic, magnified again, this need of uh, isolation, kind of paranoia drifting away on without making judgments on all sides who, you know, people who wanted to hole up and just be in denial that it was even happening, people who went to all kinds of extremes. And so with Jupiter touching this point, what is it? that's getting magnified. And ideally, we think about what is it we want to emphasize and bring in in a way that has to do with love, creativity, and wisdom. So I invite all of us to give some time beforehand, and if we can, just mark that by a little, a little moment in your day, knowing that this is 
you want to envelop yourself in the highest octave of love. That's, that's Neptune at its absolute best. Um, however, we may see on the world stage a, um, a kind of eruption of people who have a strong sense of victimization, alienation, some sort of event or a statement that really continues to isolate instead of bring together. But we want to bring together. We want to recognize how we're all part of this beautiful universe and beautiful planet that uh, deserves as much love and connection and gratitude as we can offer. An interesting thing that also happens on the 12th is the sun is in sextile with Saturn, the sun in Aries. So this is, to me, a nice emphasis for Saturn, where it's saying, how do I, as an individual, each one of us, solar expression, how do I help provide the infrastructure for this great manifestation of love and creativity the world so desperately needs? Because we can fast forward, go light years, make exponential leaps over the next year, two, three years. And actually we must, or we can, we can move into places that will force even more challenges. And each one of us decides if we're part of the building and the web that gets stronger, or if we, we break away. So very, very powerful couple of days with that Virgo healing moon. And one thing to address, especially in the evening, if you're feeling a sense of, well, where do I fit in? What can I do? It's all overwhelming. Pamela has all these great words, but you know, how, how can one, one person make all that happen? It's not like I'm Jeff Bezos and has all this money and can say, hey, I'm going to feed the planet. I'm going to bring water to places that need water. I'm going to figure out filtration systems that are not in the way of sustainability. Well, we can dream it. We can believe it's possible. We can make that part of our prayer. We can send love and energy, potential for change to people like Jeff Bezos. We can say, you are, can be, an architect for a better world. Your choice, Mr. Jeff. <laughs> or whatever you want your prayer work to be. But it is something that is possible. It's, it's very easy. And we get a lot of reinforcement for it. It's very easy to hate strong figures who are, quote, evil and 
seen and actually are very detrimental to life and where we can go on this planet. But think about the force of love that can be sent to them and how that can, over time, perhaps change even the hardest, most frightened heart. Because these are frightened people. These are people who believe they must have power and they must have something that gives them a sense that they have more because they are in such places of lack. So not to waste too many words on that stuff, but let's go into this deep healing energy that we can pull on over these couple of days. The moon, Wednesday, wonderfully rich day for really continuing to fertilize and grow this sense of potential. And then on Thursday, the moon goes void, of course, at 2.11 p.m. And the morning has this wonderful window, um, especially once we get past uh, dawn, into this wonderful juicy energy that can really be so incredibly productive. You will be amazed at how much you can get done on Thursday morning, the 14th, if you, uh, if you choose to do so. Whether it's just sitting and meditating for several hours or actually making manifestation and magic happen, which you can do either way. So once the moon is void, it is void, of course, until it enters Libra at 4.46 p.m. And so that void period when the moon is in Virgo, very high productivity, especially if you don't get in your way of things that you just want to get off your desk or done or any therapeutic work. When the moon has entered Libra, um, the energy is a little different in that it's an air sign. It is wanting to, uh, basically, the mood is to move in ways where we're connecting verbally and uh, getting things off the ground in concepts. Uh, Mars enters the sign of Pisces. At 11.06 p.m. where it stays for a period of time. And so what's happening is that the Mars energy about direction goes into mutable water. And the moon is in cardinal air. So, And the moon is eventually going to be in dialogue with the planet Saturn, which is positive because it's like, oh, okay, let's gather our forces and do what we need to do. But it's also got to work through some minefields in order to assert itself and get where it needs to go. Now, Susie mentioned on the onset this full moon, and this is what the full moon is constructed of. So it's constructed of uh, Libra, that's where the moon will be, and it will be in opposition to the airy sun because the moon, at, when it's full, is in opposition and lit. 
by its polar opposite sign. So the Aries sun is infusing, is lighting up that Libra moon, and it's saying, okay, get out there and be in partnership, in dialogue, in mediation, in litigation. Do the things you have to do to make change or the things happen that you are working on building in an alliance capacity or in a statement capacity. However, Pluto is in the sky um, in square, uh, basically creating a T-square with that full moon. And so this is a lot of um, headbutting energy. And it doesn't mean that we cannot speak truth to power and move through the difficult passages, but the most important piece in whatever you may be doing over the, this period of time is that you know your demons, know your shadow. What is it that you are dealing with within yourself as well as confronting whatever the outer dialogue is. And it may just be an internal battle. Um, but bring St. Michael into your picture. He's one of my favorite. <laughs> well, they're all great, but Archangel Michael, whew, when you're trying to battle a, a dragon, that's he's the man. <laughs> so um, I don't have time to talk about Archangel Michael now, but... Um, Anyway, that's the energy that I see around this full moon is this strong warrior energy and the blade. It's like the lover's card in tarot. You have to decide where you're putting your energy in order to win the battle. And you have to be clear about whatever battle may be within yourself. So the moon goes for it, of course, at 5.57 p.m. on Saturday night and then enters Scorpio at 8.23 p.m. So nice evening to be out and about or see movies or theater or cultural exchange music. When the moon enters Scorpio, we want to be in conversations or in focus with what matters most. What is the deep dive of what I want to bring out from that battle and inner battle that I just vanquished or went through or am still working through. And so it's a contemplative energy from Saturday night to Sunday, and the, which is Easter, the... Uh, symbolic resurrection, going back to Osiris. I, I mean, the myth, myths of re, re, resurrection are absolutely restorative and wonderful. Whatever you think of religion or mythology, the idea of personal resurrection is valuable for all of us to reflect upon. And now I turn it over to Susie. Okay, thank you so much, Pam. So I invite everyone now just to take a moment to, 
do the 10 minutes of, if we can, being still, being quiet, and just dropping into a deeper state. Just feel yourself just for a few moments, just a little bit of quiet time. And as we take a deeper breath now, feel the energy in your heart center. And let's now together, all of us, even if we're meeting at different times in different locations, we're still connecting in now to, let's call it the universal heart or the heart of Mother Earth. And let's all connect in together and create a huge, beautiful wave, deep wave of love, of compassion, of understanding. And let's together now act as broadcasters, as vehicles of spreading, of sharing this love. So as you deepen into your heart center, Whichever way you can get there, whichever way sparks or triggers deep love in you, love of somebody, love of the planet, love of something very deep in you, just feel that love. Or perhaps in your life you have been lucky enough to experience being loved, being loved deeply. So visualize, see that love, feel that love, smell that love. As if you're going into the data bank of your mind, go in and pick up all of the memories you have of being loved, what that feels like, that incredible feeling when you know that someone loves you and is thinking of you. And also retrieve those memories of giving love. Giving love to a perfect stranger or giving love to someone that you love dearly. Just start to create that field it's like we're putting all of the cakes on the table and now you can see all of those beautiful interactions all of those delicious moments and just start to feel it let it seep in let that energy of love fill up every particle of your being and if you're able to get there, self-love. And visualize now that all of this love now, and we can just kind of think of it energetically now without the stories or the people, but just the feeling, just the experience of love. And what happens in that love is that we are understanding. We're deeply understanding 
And we're very, very intrigued and interested. We really want to know. We really want to share. There's a deep desire in that love to look after you, to look after each other, to nurture each other, to care for each other. We understand in that love the quirkiness or the weirdness or the unusual things. Inside that love, we still also have a very strong sense of morals and ethical convictions. And within that love, there is also a very strong strain of unconditional love. So it's an expansive love, an expansive love that has, has some boundaries, but it's also very deep. So this love is I love you unconditionally, I care for you, I nurture you. And it is also a love that, that does not accept behaviours that are destructive, behaviours that are hurtful. As we're creating this love, visualise yourself now as like a, like a soap bubble that you're inside this giant soap bubble and with all those beautiful rainbow colours and we're amplifying this love now. So we've taken the seed, the seed that we build from our personal experience, our personal memory, and then we just see it as as an energy, we just feel it as an energy and we amplify it. And inside the bubble now, it's getting bigger and stronger. It's loving kindness, compassion, understanding, softness, gentleness. And when it needs to be, it's strong and action and big. So just take a deep breath and feel that energy. And as we're feeling that energy, it's getting bigger and we're getting ready to share it. We're getting ready to send it out. We're getting ready to share what we are creating, what we experience with the universal mind, with our fellow humans. And during these times of war, during these times of destruction, during these times of 
terrible tragedy. We know that our place, we know that our hearts, that our thoughts can be sent out into the world, into that universal psyche. We know that we can send love, peace, compassion. And we send out peaceful thoughts of conflict resolution to all of the people, to all of the creatures. to all beings everywhere, and we hold this. We hold this continuously in our hearts. We hold these thoughts continuously in our head of world peace, of resolution. And now we allow that bubble to grow so that it contains not just us, but that this bubble now contains the entire world, that every single being now, all of us are inside this bubble of love, of unconditional love and of absolute peace. And all beings everywhere feel this energy, feel this love. Gently we open our eyes, taking a few deeper breaths and knowing that our prayers, that our thoughts, that our meditations, that our energies can bring about absolute world peace. Thank you, Pam. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. See you all next week and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.